This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Greetings, this is David Michael from the My Old Man Said podcast show. This is the first of two bonus podcasts entitled The LA Sessions. During the winter break, I went over to LA in the USA. And while I was there, I interviewed two villains about their experiences of following the villa across the pond. In this episode, the first one with Bob Stevenson. Just a quick heads up, something I cut out of uh, the show, but I've put on uh, after the end credits... I tell Bob a story which is a little on the crude side, so uh, if you are of a delicate disposition, then uh, just finish listening to the show when the end credits kick in. If you're not, then uh, just hang around after the end credits. Thanks very much. Enjoy. Welcome to the My Old Man Said podcast. I'm David Michael, the editor of MyOldManSaid.com. I haven't told you where I've been uh, the last week or so, but uh, I am in uh, Los Angeles. And uh, kind of, this is kind of a, a response to the people who have been asking for a, a drunk podcast. I find myself at the, uh, I forgot the name of it. State, State <laughs> Social House. State Social House on Sunset Boulevard. In West Hollywood. After a cigar. And uh, what's the barman's name? Uh, Jonesy. Jonesy, who, uh, if he sees your beers a quarter full, you get a new one straight away. Uh, straight away. It's like... <laughs> He reads your mind. It's there. It's like old school bar. Greatest bartender in <laughs> L.A. Anyway, joining me uh, for this show is uh, Mr. Bob Stevenson. Bob Stevenson here. Welcome. Who are you, Bob? Uh, I'm Bob Stevenson. I'm an actor and a writer, massive Aston Villa fan, and uh, I, I, I can't wait for us to stay up this year, and I'm ready to go. <laughs> We've seen you in, in the shadows. Of, I remember when Villa played uh, the Portland Timbers. Mm-hmm. You were kind of uh, in the shadows there. Yeah, behind, yeah. Went there with uh, Mr. Hanks. Yep, yeah, yeah, we flew up there. It's funny because we were already going there because my wife, I already had tickets, and my wife's 
dad lives in Portland. So we right. were going up there to stay with them. And then, and then Tom at the last second, like a day before said, Hey, we got a plane. We're going to go up. You can be on our plane. I'm like, we're, we already got flights. We're going to be there. And he goes, okay, great. Well, then you got to come sit with us in the owner's box. And it was very sweet and wonderful. And so we did that and all hung out together and it was great. So that, that was Tom's first game, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, it started off as a kind of a joke why he got into Villa. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, have you been uh, responsible for getting him up to speed? I wouldn't say I'm responsible. He ke- he keeps in touch. I mean, he's really into it. I, I, I do definitely keep him up to date. I send yeah. him, you know, emails here and there and what's happening. And uh, <laughs> I saw the uh, little faux pas. He thought we won the Carabao Cup, but we didn't win the Carabao <laughs> Cup. And I had no, I didn't, that had nothing to do with me. I didn't, I hadn't, hadn't corresponded with him. But, you know. He's Bob, super Bob, sweet. Bob, He's into it. Just one thing, Bob. It's the League Cup. On the League show. Cup. The League <laughs> Cup. Thank you. That's way better. Uh, he did that on his own. And see, if I'm not there to like supervise, that's what we get. But uh, he's definitely into it. He's yeah. He'll send me pictures of him watching the games and right, stuff. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Because so. I remember when it first came to light that uh, Tom was uh, going for the claret and blue. I, I uh, sent, I think this was like 2011, 2012, I sent his son Colin uh, a message on Twitter saying, uh-huh. if, if your dad's sworn to the allegiance of uh, Aston Villa, who do you support? And he replied back, let's just say I never walk alone. Yeah, he's a, he's a <laughs> Liverpool guy. He's a Liverpool guy and he's an LAFC guy. He just, he was the model for the new kit. Like he just, oh, right. he literally, yeah, saw that. Yeah. they flew him out to New York and they uh, had like an Adidas. Kind of yeah. He, so he, thing. they, they pick someone different every year and he became, so we uh, had a preseason game last week and we, and Colin invited me and we all hung out in the director's box, which is right. wonderful at LAFC. And uh, yeah, so he, he's, uh, he's LAFC through and through for sure. And uh, but he is a Liverpool guy. Yeah. Like he's a, he's I mean, a, I, I want to talk about the LA scene in a second. But just first of all, how, how do you get into supporting Villa? Obviously, living in LA and uh, not, uh, not having any time. I'll tell to you, I grew up area. playing soccer my whole life. I played in college, and then I played club here. And I was I uh, played in this people in LA. I will know Hollywood United. I was uh, the, I think the only American that played on that team it was all it was you know steve jones from the sex pistols oh, it was right, a, right. yeah like we played with all kinds of people robbie williams um oh, sorry, what's the name i know about this yeah it, hollywood united yeah. it was uh yeah um all, all kinds of people uh what's the guy who played oh my god what's his name he's famous uh from wimbledon he's uh oh he's in all the snatch movies and uh, oh What's his name? Oh, Vinny Jones. Vinny. So yeah. Vinny played with us a couple times and right, stuff. Right. Like, but there was like kick around stuff. And stuff. Yeah. But so I played with it. But um, are you any good? So I played. <laughs> you know what? I, you know they. It was Steve Jones would call me Two Bob Bobby because it was like Two Bob, Two Bob. That was always the yeah, they, just to give me shit. But I, I, uh, I, I was good. I, you know, I'm not amazing. But uh, what, what's you your know. position? Uh, I mean, I played all. I, I, you know, in college, I was always. Uh, a, a right half I always, I played right midfield I yeah. played uh, center back but usually right midfield I'm pretty, I was pretty fast like I'm a fat kid now but uh, back then because I drink a lot of beer now yeah. but back then yeah and I was smoke cigars I was, I, and smoke cigars <laughs> But I, I was I was really fast so I was I, was, I, I, I just loved it I love the team 
aspect of it. I love team sports more than anything. So. Because over here, it's more of a college thing or it's for like yeah. younger people like yeah. girls and boys yeah. and then it kind of people get into more the like the american professional sports yeah later on yeah it's kind of our downfall in america because it's getting better and better now but you guys have academy so kids get in really young yeah. and a lot of the like ac milan has three macad- academies over here in america now oh, wow. more and more people are opening academies over here indiana by the way it's a, a villa he, yeah, yeah. he so he went to a, like one of the best academies that's in florida and then he moved to villa so there's more and more opening up over here when you know, we were here it, it, most everything was like you go through college but by the time you graduate college you're 22 20 you're already kind of too old yeah, you know yeah. so so we're behind the we're way way behind so they're starting to get american kids into academies earlier and earlier which is so, so how did you right. get the Villa Burger and, and what kind of, uh, oh, so, what kind uh, of points of so Villa history? The only it? teams that they would show over here when I was growing up were Arsenal and Man U. And I was an Arsenal fan only, Not I wouldn't say I'm a fan. <coughs> Excuse me. I know. <laughs> I wouldn't say a fan. I, was, I enjoyed watching Arsenal games because of how fun they were to watch. Yeah, no, they were, I mean, they, as for a neutral. Like, yeah. They're just amazing to watch. You know, yeah. it's like, it's incredible football, right? You're, it's just really fun to watch. Yeah. But I realized, so I started watching. So growing up in L.A., L.A. has a history of very kind of blue-collared teams. You know, Tommy Lasorda's Dodgers, the Kings, even the Lakers, you know, like it wasn't spend a lot of money. It was get a bunch of working class guys together, get it right, and, and you win. Graft. And that, and that's when, so I got into Villa with, with Gareth Barry, I got into like right before the Martin O'Neill. So it's almost, I think, almost twenty years. But it was. Um, so it's like David O'Leary. Uh, yeah, I was like, I just didn't want to be. It was exactly. I, I it didn't. I, it's like too easy to root for those teams. I. Like, it, yeah. It's. It's just. I like. I like the underdog. I like the team aspect. I like the you know. And I, I don't know why. So I started researching Aston Villa, and I was I really got into the history of it, the 1874, the whole thing, like where they came from. Where they were one of the originals, and the you know start the league. I, it it just really. I mean, I mean, I was an out of towner, and when I say out of towner, out of Birmingham, and for me, back in the day, it was like the players, Tony Morley, Gary Shaw, but it was also silly things like the name was completely unique yeah. compared to any other city, Manchester, Rovers, yeah. whatever, and the colours as well. Yeah, yeah. That's like Hanks when Hanks yeah, said no, exactly, Aston yeah. Villa. He's like, that sounds like a spa somewhere. <laughs> so funny. He's, it, he said that so But it's so funny how like, it's like a primal instinct, yeah. how, uh, how, how you can get into things like that. But I really loved the way they played together, too. I just, I, it, was, it was really like a unit. You know, It wasn't about buying big, fancy players. It because was we just, couldn't. I know. <laughs> But, you know, also English soccer used to be that way. You yeah, know, most no. English soccer was, like, mostly English players, and it was a real down-and-dirty well, kind well, of, like, different league. Back, back in the day, you could get promoted, and then within a season or two, you could be challenging for the uh, the title. Yeah. As Villa did uh, yeah, when they got we, promoted with Graham got, In the Europa League, which yeah. was, like, the worst thing that could... You know, that's the hardest thing. With Like, we always have conversations with all my Arsenal and Man City 
friends and Liverpool friends. You know, it, it, it's it's the worst. Like it's brutal. It, you can't. You, you don't have. You're not deep enough. There's it's just it's no kind way. of like a, a ball and chain around your ankle. Yeah. Like I was happy when we made Europa and we lost the first game. I was like, great, get us out. I don't. I want. I want to focus on the league. Like you know. And that's always the sad thing with all these cups and stuff. Like you want to win some, but it's like you can't. It's yeah, just not. Yeah, but it's Bob, not real. Bob, look, people talk about yeah, yeah. Let's concentrate on the league. F- fuck the league cup. Fuck the FA Cup. But what most fans don't realise when you break it down is you win a cup, an English cup, that gets you into the Europa League. If you win that, you're in the Champions League. Right. You, you don't have to fuck around with the league. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're right. No, it's no. Like a, it's like a loophole. It's a shortcut. No, a, a cup is great. Europa League, though, is is a long, brutal, like, it, it's so many more games but if on you top win of it, FA Cup. if you and, win it, you're in the yeah. Champions League. Is that <laughs> Sorry, even? I'm winding you up, but also I, no. I'm but being I mean, is that, But it, no, I, I agree. But is there really a chance you're going to win the Europa League when you're that small a team in, in well, England? I, mean, I, it's I look, t- I look it's at d- Wolves, and and I think Wolves can beat any team in the Premier League on their day. Yeah, and I think if you apply that to the Europa League, potentially they're in it to win it. I mean, they're they're taking it seriously. Yeah, I agree. So there is an opportunity for them to get into the Champions League potentially easier than yeah, yeah. to knuckle down <clears> and do it in the league. Yeah. I think for us it was that we had just gotten there, and I don't think we have nearly the team to. Sorry, is this David O'Leary time or? Uh, no, uh, Martin O'Neill. Oh, so right, when okay. we had just yeah. gotten there, it's like I think for most Villa fans, you're like you're super psyched you're up there, and yeah, you want to be in Europa League, but I mean we had one team. Like honestly, our bench was like yeah. You, there's no real. The whole plan though was to get in the Champions League that time, and that's yeah. what Randy Lerner was. Uh, basically funding for yeah but he was the worst and uh he was so bad like he had no wait, wait, idea no, at the start though his intentions were He's, good yeah, and sorry. he gave martin, yeah. martin o'neill a shitload of money i mean my th- theory is martin o'neill hit a glass ceiling and at a time where we were entrenched in the top th- top four and it was you know january time arsenal were outside it arsenal were buying players like a shavin we were yep. buying like emil heskey yeah and so he had this like english first policy which was which was good in that kind of blue collar kind of aspect but for that little bit extra to get you over the line to get in the Champions League I thought he was too old school but for you where did it go wrong because I feel like it was the minute he sold Milner it seemed like when, like that's like, the first sign that right? our, I mean but that's where O'Neill went, up, went bananas because you're yeah. like wait a second this guy's clearly he was yeah. like our Jack Grealish at that time you're like yeah. this guy's and then Randy Lerner started selling players was like, wait a second. We could build on this, and you're exactly right. You're buying Emil Heskey, but you're not buying above what we already have. You're not, no, exactly. you know, and not, no knock on Heskey because Heskey in his day was great, whatever. But that's where Martin O'Neill, I think, started questioning what was happening. You know, you've got to put yourself in other people's shoes. Sure, I think sure. Randy Lerner was thinking, well, I'm push- pushing all this money into this, and we've been in the top four, and then we fade out. Yeah. And this happened like two, three seasons. But the problem with Randy Lerner, I mean, since we're talking about it, is he owned the club from afar and he entrusted Paul Faulkner initially. And the colonel. And the colonel. (laughs) 
the football side of things was Martin O'Neill and that was it and if Martin O'Neill isn't working out for you, you, you you're pretty much fucked there was right. nobody overseeing it who could report back to uh, Randy yeah. Paul Faulkner he was a nice guy but he was kind of this was his first time in football right. and didn't really have a, a grasp of the football side of things and there was people below him who were like covering other jobs that they weren't qualified yeah. to do and there wasn't the infrastructure there to run the club essentially yeah, yeah. And this was the problem uh, that Randy Lerner ultimately had. He, he didn't set up the, f- the whole football side. Right. It was, he entrusted it in a CEO who was kind of out of his depth, although he was a decent chap. And it all went to shit. I mean, if you look at the setup now, we have like a sporting director who's looking after recruitment. Perslow's <coughs> very much hands-on, and he has experience, obviously, with Chelsea and Liverpool. Suso and... Uh uh, yes, yeah, so, so yeah. Valencia. So we have more of a footballing infrastructure. Right. You look at it now, and you look at them. You know, like how bare bones it was all the, uh, over all these years. People are now. I, I mean, we're taking years and years and years to actually slowly bring it back to like what a football club should be. Right. You know? Know, so I think bare bones hits the nail on the head because it yeah. was very bare. The infrastructure below Randy Lerner, above Martin O'Neill, was very bare bones. Yeah. And for me. It was the business side of Aston Villa that f- that impacted on what was on the pitch, mm. and Martin O'Neill almost was like had a dictator role, and that was kind of old school because the foot the manager would always run the ship. Yeah, and obviously we're in a different age now, and you need more people. Well, look at I mean, look at all due respect to Martin O'Neill, what's he done since? Exactly. I mean, every place he's gone, is Sunderland, same thing. You know, yeah. it's kind of. Yeah. It's Scotland, same thing. It's like it's like you know he wants to take over, and it's like no, that's not how it works. <laughs> you know, you're no, not. It's, not it's like he's he's kind of reading uh, the playbook from twenty years ago. Exactly, that's yeah. how you'd run a run a club. Yeah. Before we get more into Villa, uh, LAFC. The most interesting thing about LA is obviously, <laughs> you know, we don't get this in in the UK. Is a club can rise from nothing, nothing, and appear suddenly. Yeah. Yeah. LAFC have had two seasons now. Uh, I mean, I had the good fortune to uh, meet Wes Edens and uh, Suarez, uh, Nassif Suarez, when they came to town, like the first week they landed in Birmingham. Yeah. They uh, met the fan consultation group, and I was talking to Wes Edens and said, um, you know, so were you looking at MLS? And, and he, he was in talks with the Miami oh, franchise. Uh, yeah. And, you know, with David Beckham, and, it, you know, he took it seriously. But sure. for, to him, he was looking at, where's the ceiling on this? And the ceiling is... MLS if you look over to an English club Aston Villa the ceiling is like Champions League sure and it's massive and he, he liked the romanticism and, and where this could go and obviously the Champions League it's it, even though it's a European thing it's, it's a global yeah and you event. get you get money I mean it's yeah, more money you know yeah. that, that's going back to sorry I'm, to say like I didn't necessarily want not want to be in your Europa League because you're yeah. winning money every game you get through every round you get through sorry peanuts yeah <laughs> but it's something so 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 he looked at mls and obviously uh, i think this time in place he, he obviously wanted i mean this is the thing as a villa fan you've you've always seen the potential and villa have been a little bit parochial in their outlook and they don't look globally well manchester united liverpool chelsea are looking at the world and it's like welcome welcome the, the fan base grows merchandise sales go up and mm-hmm. uh, you know it's a cash cow and Villa's setup now is definitely looking at the global picture more. For sure. But, you know, what's interesting for me is, like, MLS has huge potential going forward because it's still, compared to the European babies. leagues, in its babies. infancy. Yeah, yeah, we're babies, yeah. So how 
How do you become a fan of a club that's just started? Well, how emotionally invested do you get? How quickly do you get emotionally well, invested? Well, it came out that they were going to have a new team in L.A. Then it came out who the owners were, uh, and there was a lot of money. So it's like Will Ferrell. Is it Tony Robbins? Yeah, Will Ferrell, but it's uh, Peter Goober. It's, uh, it's, it's, I think there's like 15 owners. Magic Johnson has a piece of it. Right, there's right. a lot, but... There's a lot of big money guys, part of it. And when they first came out, they said, okay, it's 100 bucks to get yourself in the season tickets. So it it popped up, and I was one of the first ones to get my $100 in. It's 100 bucks for a season ticket. No, no. It's 100 bucks to deposit. All right. And then it goes, the sooner you're in, the sooner you get to pick your seats gotcha, when they come gotcha, up. Yeah. So I was like, oh, yeah, I'll put the 100 bucks. I put it in really quick, luckily. Yeah. And then... Uh, Little by little, they started leaking stuff. We got the crest. We got this. We saw the plans for the stadium. We saw, and it's downtown LA, which is kind of proper LA. I grew up here, so yeah. you're you're. It just gets exciting as you. Are you like in a position where there's LA Galaxy, but that's not your bag, and you, you. I've been to a bunch of LA Galaxy games. Uh, I I I would really support them when they were here, but I've been to get those games, and it's it's tough to get to that stadium. It's a yeah. long way away. The parking's hard, the stadium's not all that great, and it's like, you know, no, like LA Galaxy fans will take disrespect to this, but because they think their stadium's great, but it's not that great, and it's, uh, yeah, I've been, I, like I said, I saw David Beckham in his very first game versus Chelsea, I saw Galaxy play, um, you know, Real Madrid, or was it Real Madrid? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they, so I, and I've been in a bunch of Galaxy games, and to know there's a, a, a brand new stadium being built in downtown LA that really kind of embraces, and you, you, you look at the, like I said, the crest, the colors, everything they did in the stadium, and they just did a great job of kind of bringing everybody into it, and it's uh, the best time. Everybody I've ever brought there is uh, to a game has bought tickets and come back with their kids they're a bit New Orleans Saints with the colors with the colors of black and gold yeah I mean it's uh, what's that I mean what does that derive from the black and gold I really don't know the crest is a little art deco which is old school you know 20s 30s uh, Los Angeles but I don't know the black and gold they came with black and gold, which is which was very unique in MLS. There's not a lot. I, the black might be kind of old school Raiders, you know, because Raiders used to be in LA, and there's a lot of people that are Raider fans. But I'm not. I'm a Rams fan. Here we go. I got season tickets to the Rams. I got season tickets to LAFC. I'm a Jets fan. <laughs> nice. That's all good. But uh, it just the way they put it together. I tell you, you and I, I think anybody in MLS that I've talked to who's ever been to our stadium is blown away by how great the stadium is and how great the fans are the fans are they're rabid that's I mean, kind of insane to like start a club and have rabid fans and the first thing they did uh talking to some of the guys that are in the trust and whatever with yeah. lafc lafc like even with okay with colin hanks yeah so with the the kit launch they asked so our our fans are called the three two five two Okay, three two five two equals eleven, which is the eleventh man. Right. And in their section, which is standing room only, it's safe standing. This is the only standing section on the west coast. It is. It It is. It was the only standing in the country, but now people are doing. But like uh, the three two five, there's exactly three 
1,252 seats in that area or wow. standing area. And so that's their only, that's their section. And they asked those guys if they were cool with Colin Hanks being the thing. And right. they, and they, Colin is originally from Sacramento. He was born there. Yeah. And they said, and Sacramento's about to get a team. Yeah. And they yeah. said, okay, if he's from Sacramento, he cannot be Sacramento FC fan. And then LAFC had to go back to Colin and say, hey, if Sacramento has a team, do you have a problem with this? Because the three you've, got to, you've got to disown Sacramento. Well, here's what's funny. They, they said, are you okay with you, you can't be a Sacramento fan? And he said, okay, just during the – if you ask me to walk out on the field with the team and Sacramento's playing – don't, I won't do it when Sacramento's playing. Right. Yeah. So they went back to the three-two-five-two, and they said that, and they said, "Nope, he's walking out on the field with LAFC." Right. During Sacramento, and he and they went back to Colin, <laughs> and Colin said, "Okay, that, there you go." I mean, they give they give the fans a lot of input. I mean, that's that's, that's that, like proper consultation. It is from day one. They made sure it is a fan club. Like yeah. the, the, they have a lot to say about who does what. In fact. In their section, they have their own bar that Heineken sponsors. This huge thing, three two five two design the bar. They have their own bar, and no one can get there but them because it's wow. it's blocked off because you 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 can't. They, you know, away sporters are allowed to get in there, obviously. Yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. but they block it off. So they have their own section up there. They lower the beers before the game. Once the game starts, the beers go to normal. But they have their they design their do, own do, bar. Do, they put do their they own. have their own microbrewery like Tottenham Hotspur? They probably <laughs> should. They probably could. But they probably could. I mean, no problem. It's like that's their... Uh, I mean, there's so many microbrews downtown that I can't imagine they won't have one, I'm pretty sure. So, so how did the first season go? Uh, I mean, in terms of fans staying engaged, because you know fans like to win games. And- oh no, it, it's pa- it's packed. If you come to a game, it's packed. Like every game is packed. Every yeah. game is sold out. I mean, the, the stadium only holds twenty two thousand people. So right, yeah. the away fans get one little wedge up at the very yeah. second, the very top, because everything is a season seat, and it's sold out every game. I mean, it's bananas it's crazy we won the league last year we didn't we had i mean just just for listeners who don't know the structure of mls it kind of goes into playoffs yeah so we won the league then we went into playoffs we lost in the playoffs so we didn't win that but carlos vela who's our number one player he won the golden boot he had the most goals we had the most points. We broke the record for the most points in MLS right. uh, in, a, in a season. So then we went into playoffs. What, what, so if you win the league, you, you get, win the supporter shield. Yeah. But then you go into playoffs and try to win the cup. So we lost in the playoffs and didn't win the cup. Yeah, so yeah. this year is unfinished business. we got to do it. <laughs> but, I mean, two years in, we're one of the hottest teams in the league. It, it's yeah. fantastic. We have owners that spend money. We have a great team, and uh, it's fun to watch. They 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 play somewhat like Liverpool. We play like three up front, and they're yeah. on fire. They pound the goal. They're they're kind of so, relentless. I mean, bringing it back to Villa, can you compare supporting the two teams? Is there any similarities, or is there anything like completely different? I mean, yeah. I mean, it's like look, Villa's my first love. I'm from LA, so it's exciting to have an LA team. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But I've been supporting Villa for like 20 years, like yeah. I said. So, I mean, if, when Villa lose, my whole week sucks. You know, I am sure everyone can identify with it. It sucks. It's we we live terrible lives. It's the worst. <laughs> it sucks. It's, it killed. Like, losing to Bournemouth was like, 
I just was, oh my, I was so sad. My wife was so bummed to me because I'm just an angry bear. And, but I, uh, I just, I love waking up. You know, games are on at four in the morning here and seven in the morning here. And then yeah. most, most, there's only one game early like that, obviously. But like, uh, so most of them are at seven. So I wake up early and I watch everything. And, you know, when you lose, it really bums me out. And then when I win, it's the greatest weekend ever. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. So, I mean, let's let's bring it to the present and this season so far. I mean, the context is, let's say, Christian Perslow's own admission we're a season ahead of where we should be. At the start of the season, people were saying, as long as we finish 17th, that's all right. Problem is that those same people are now saying Smith out, Smith out. Yeah, that's and what they don't realise if yeah. to finish seventeenth, you've got to go through hell and back. Oh yeah, to like scrape out the bottom three yeah. and like you know survive. At I the think end. Dean Smith's amazing. I think most people in England think Dean Smith's amazing. I think he's everywhere he's been, he's a winner. And also, well, I he think, hasn't been. I think people. <laughs> well, he's never he never finished higher than eighth before he came to. Villa. But he does great. <laughs> Those teams are great football. It was attacking football. It was fun to watch. But like my theory was that his philosophy needed the Premier League to kind of flourish, and I think that's where we are now. Yeah. And this is the debate at the moment. But it's, you know, it's early days. He's learning. You know, this is it's his early first days, season. and we also our recipe. And we, we got we, out of the championship, and we had to buy ten players. Yeah, I exactly. mean that's not the recipe you want. You don't like Wolves, or uh, you know, they, you come up with this team, or Leeds is going to come up probably next year and have yeah. this like really hot team because they've played together. We, we, I mean, it's, we, we we scraped over the line, and, and we kind of absolutely got, we got promoted through the back door. That's absolutely. what people yeah. kind of forget. Yeah, we we didn't have a team like Leicester, for example, stormed through two divisions. They had that year of like where they, you know Nigel Pearson. Yeah got them out of the shit they were going to get relegated but they had a team not only had the the success of two promotions but they bonded beating yeah, relegation absolutely. and then the next season they were ready to run uh, yeah absolutely and we, we don't we're, we're i mean we're babies like we yeah. honestly it's like i mean we're building as we go you know we're, we're like we're literally just like oh my god let's get to next year and get you know, and really start to solidify this team, you know, because like right now, I mean, we're, it's patchwork, and we're yeah. trying to get through this. And I feel like, but I feel like we can do it. I feel like Dean Smith's the guy to do it. I really do. I feel like I don't know what another manager's gonna do. Like you're bringing someone else. Like this is who you got. These are the players who you got. They play for him. They love him. I don't think that that like, somebody I mean, else is gonna come in here and change this up so much and bring people up there's no one on the bench that's going to like really change this team I mean, in, in the context of you know what the English Premier League is about which is you know oligarchs oil money signing like marquee players 
it's very rare to have uh, sorry we said this was a drunk pub podcast and my my drink's starting to repeat on me <laughs> the, uh, the uh, situation where you've got a manager who supports I mean this is romantic but still you've got a manager who supports Villa like you know born and bred Villa you have a captain who's come through the academy bred, the whole family yeah. born Absolutely, and bred Villa yeah. this romanticism in this current day is unheard of unheard of so this as, is as good as it will probably get so if we all you know I'm not I'm not here to say get behind the team blah 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 but if we go on this journey and this team succeeds, this is as good as it will get if we are successful. That's what I think. I'm like, you can't ask for a better situation. Like, if there's any manager who wants to, like, it's not, like, there's a lot of managers who probably at a certain yeah. point be like, you know what, I'll get a job somewhere else. This isn't really my... Yeah, I yeah. mean, Dean Smith has his whole life on the line. Like, his whole life. Exactly. Like, this is like... This, this it, is as good as it if gets. If he fails here... That would kill him. You know what I mean? Like he he loves this team. He wants his team to win. And so it's and a, this is what people forget when you know Gre- what, Grealish I, Manchester United. I Grealish know Ra- that bullshit like, drives me crazy. This is as good as it gets. For, First Grealish, of all, that guy he's not leaving. It, you know when people say like, "Oh, this is it." Okay, if we go down, that's a different story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if we stay up, there's no. He's not it's like. He, and and it, let's let's fast forward to March the first. Grealish lifting the trophy at Wembley. I mean, how how is he going to beat that in his life of of a, being a professional footballer? Yeah. You mean he maybe he'll win the Champions League playing for Real Madrid or something, but it will never be as good as lifting a trophy what's so at Wembley great, like, for what's Villa. What's so mature about this kid as an amazing player is and how good he is on the field and how he doesn't blow up and how like you know beyond that he sees the future if he gets this team. To the next year and this team buys players and builds on it and then he sees this team to the next year after that and he becomes I mean how it's very how many players are like that anymore like that go from academy yeah, all yeah. the way through and bring them up to like let's say we're mid-table like three years from now or, or you know top five six hopefully but I'm saying that's he sees that. I mean, he wants to be that guy. I mean, and, and you're not going to get a player that comes in from somewhere else at Villa sign that is, however good he is, is as invested in invested. this club. They'll be coming to pick up Absolutely. a paycheck, and yeah, we might win some things and blah blah. blah. Look, being but being this, from Los Angeles, that's yeah. a Kobe Bryant. Yeah, that's Kobe Bryant. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, the kid grew up in Philly, but he was a Laker fan his whole life. If yeah. You watch any of your, he's always been. He came here and he wanted to retire here as a Laker fan, and. He did, and like yeah. that's Jack Grealish. Grealish gets it. Like he's like, no, no. I mean, that there's very few people that can do that. You know, they get to be in their pe- boyhood. People club forget and about this. Like when you get to like the level. I mean, social media. I mean, I, I stay off Twitter more and more, but <laughs> the level of like, oh, well, we shouldn't have bothered with the Leicester game. We should have uh, should just you know we should have rested players for the Bournemouth game. I'm nah, sorry, but nah. but if Bournemouth beat us, I mean, this we you know this happens. CSK Moscow. Martin O'Neill, we drew the first game against CSK Moscow in your favourite competition, the Europa League. Europa League. (laughs) So it's one all. You're kind of disappointed because you've got to do the business in the home leg. But you're going to Moscow and you're thinking, well, you know, 
the game's still alive. You look at the team sheet when it came out, and it, it was basically under 21s yeah, yeah. and Heskey or whatever. And yeah. I saw that, and I looked at the odds, and I saw that the bookies were they're kind of a bit partisan to English teams, British bookies, English teams, and the odds for CSK Moscow were still out there. Yeah. So I just lumped. I opened every free account I could where they give you a free £50 bet <laughs> and I lumped it on CSK Moscow yeah. because it's like minus 10 degrees it's a plastic pitch and we're playing 18 year old players yeah. and CSK Moscow won you know easiest money yeah, ever, because ever also, made by but, the way also the travel I mean that's a long way I mean yeah, it's not and, a, it's the, a, and the yeah, travel I mean, as well it's like you know it's so, like you're shipping kids up so there so many and factors but the, yeah. the bottom line was Martin O'Neill was saving those players to play Stoke to keep up with the Champions League campaign. And, and what happened? And uh, I think we we were 2-0 up and then Stokes scored two goals like late on. <laughs> yeah. So these players that yeah. were meant to be fresh yeah. obviously uh, weren't yeah. fresh enough. Yeah. I get worried, speaking of, of this winter break. Like Villa, historically, when they have time off, do not do well on their first game back. They really, I don't know why, yeah. all of the managers, every time I watch a game when we have time off... It, like it's a it, now it's a winter break, but whenever it's you know World Cup break, whatever national break, whatever they do not do well coming back from a thing. Like who knows what's going to happen? But, but, but you know, so so what I'm saying is just because you you don't. That's rest, what I'm saying. You yeah. rest players, it doesn't mean Does, you're going to win. Shit. Doesn't so, mean anything. I mean, that's I, what I'm saying. Like there's this. I mean, there's some prick on Twitter who's uh, saying, "Oh, you know, we're, we're good luck with your little trip to Wembley." But, yeah, you know, right, We should sure. concentrate. It's like, and I, I put out a tweet. It's better to get to the League Cup final and lose against Bournemouth than not to get to the League Cup final and lose against Bournemouth. Sure, yeah, exactly. <laughs> because you're, you're exactly you start, right. you know, these players are pumped. They see players like Mings, players like Grealish, see this potential here to win stuff, even at Villa. And are you honestly, honestly, like after that first result against Leicester... You're going to go to Villa Park against us and play a bunch of kids. Are you going to do that in front of? Them? There's no exactly. way you're going to do that in Villa Park. You got to you got to own your stadium. And Villa, you know, traditionally uh, League Cup semi-finals, the record is astounding. I think they've lost once, and that was against Chelsea in '63. And they've won. Well, they haven't been beaten. Do we get a trophy for something? We should get that. We're in a bar in Sunset Boulevard, so I haven't got my statistics with me. But I think they've like won eight, drawn four of the other of the other ties. Yeah. So it's no mean feat. You, you can't go to Villa Park and take on Aston Villa at Villa Park and beat them in a League Cup semi final. It's only ever happened once in yeah, Wembley. And you and you you don't you know you don't want. You, I mean, if you did that in front of your fans that paid all this money to come, like no, exactly, they would. Like, I mean, that you don't want that. You got to win. You know, some people are forgetting for about what. The and that was a huge win, by the yeah, way, to beat Leicester. Are you yeah. kidding me? Like they're they're. I mean, literally third place in the league, and we beat them. We beat them. On a two-leg stretch, though, we basically beat them, which is incredible. You know, and, it's like, and that is something that feeds into the confidence exactly, of, of the players. So when exactly. they're playing any, so with Bournemouth, the there's a little dip in them, because in their minds, they know they can beat anybody in this yeah. league. And with, like, you know, that was the highest of high. I mean, pitch is invaded. People are excited. And, so, you know. Looking so far this season, we're looking at the Watford. You're looking at Leicester, where we're scoring goals in injury time. I mean, at the start of the season, you know, it's lazy uh, conclusions like, oh, Villa, they just don't seem fit. They're, they're losing losing games in the last 10 minutes all the time. But hello, we, you know, the last few games we've won in injury time. Yeah. 
and these players have got the heart, they've got the battle. So that's one of the things that feeds, I will say that feeds I, into this, will this we stay team up? with Dean Smith does not give up. No, like exactly. I, I can't. I, I mean, I don't know what the statistics are. I don't have them, but like. Statistics, sorry, that's weird. that's spirit talking. He's guys. slurring. I know that's that's the Cuban cigar. In the but like, I don't know what the statistics are. But uh, we we have had so many late goals, and we used to and last season as well. Before, but before Dean Smith, I mean, we used to just give up. Yeah. Like we did not. Like once we were losing, we would not come back. Yeah. And so I always feel like. If we're a goal down or it's 2-1, whatever, which is 3-1, whatever, we can we still have a chance, you know, and we did. I mean, man, we almost came back, you know, they got a red card, we almost came back. I mean, yeah. it was very close in that I game. Say it was like 50 minutes, so suddenly they were down to, to 10 men, and I thought, it's kind of a little test. To yeah. Spend. I mean, we didn't quite make it, but... Uh, well, we were pounding the goal. I mean, we were, yeah. the, we were you know, we're giving them stick. So... I mean, I've heard Bob talking to uh, some other people in this bar before we recorded this. I don't uh, know anyone in this bar. You're lying. <laughs> <laughs> Never been here before. But uh, a few people who have a passing interest in uh, the Premier League, and he was adamant we would, we would stay up. Mm-hmm. So do you want to add anything to that and any reasons why? Uh, I think that we've added a lot of good players... Uh, in January, what we could. Uh, I, it's very difficult. I don't think that we just... Well, we were filling in holes, obviously, because of the injuries. Yes, but I don't think we were just doing a Fulham and grabbing whoever we could grab. I think I, I think Drinkwater's, I think Drinkwater would come around. I think Pepe Reina was amazing yeah. to have him in the dressing room. I think Samada, let's see, Borjan, I, I, I don't Samada's know. Samada's looking lively. Yeah, I think... Um, I mean, I think this team's going to come together. Dean Smith teams always do, and he said it, they always do better second half of the season. Yeah. So, like we did in the championship last year. Remember when Grealish is out? Grealish comes back. We win 10 in a row. Well, the good, the good news is we're, we're only a few weeks away from our 10-game winning run. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> so, I'm, I do think we could put something together. I, think, I do think we're better than... The, the teams below us I think that um, if I put you on the spot who do you think will be the three teams below us if there is three teams Norwich for sure I mean I think yeah. that's kind of easy uh, but, oh it's tough man I mean cause, god cause man cause Watford their tails wagging I know they can get hot Bournemouth can get hot I mean Brighton, Brighton I, I fear for them a little Brighton, bit Brighton I fear for them as well I want West Ham to go down I'll put me that too. out there I do me too I want that I want Newcastle to go down but I think they're starting to kind of like it's tough because Steve Bruce you know I love Steve Bruce and look at what he's done in Newcastle he's won more than uh, well, I mean, we, like, we were saying in previous shows Benitez, that like, Villa, Villa tend to beat apart from Bournemouth they tend to beat the teams around them, while Newcastle just tend to beat the top six teams. Yeah, they do. They go. It's crazy. They like they show up in the biggest games. It's bananas. But I don't know. It's really a coin flip. I mean, it's really tough. I, yeah. I that's but that's why you like the Premier League, right? I mean, like these anybody can beat anybody. Honestly, like you know. You know well, that, that's that was the cliche about the Championship. Yeah, <laughs> anybody can beat anybody. It's true though. In cha- Championship is tough. I mean, especially because there's more teams and you're playing. Like, so, as a US based fan, was there any difference following Villa in the Championship in terms of accessibility? Following Villa in the Championship to the Premier. League? Oh yeah, absolutely. Like I could only watch games on my iPad I have to watch uh, in the championship I have to watch everything on ESPN Plus and right, that's it right. well now I get to watch you know 
well, now I get to watch some of them on TV, yeah. but uh, most of them I still have to watch on my iPad because NBC owns it here. So it's right, NBC right, right. Gold, it's called. So I, I, I have to subscribe to that as well. So, I, But I watch them on my iPad in the morning. And like, and because we're Villa and we're kind of low, they don't put, put us on TV a lot. So I do get to watch some of them on TV, which is cool. But I watch them all. I watch iPad or... T- Usually what's great is if it's on the iPad, I'll put on mute whatever team NBC is playing on yeah, the yeah. big screen so I can watch two games at once, basically. But, so, I mean, uh, per- personally, uh, what's, what's been your favorite moments as a Villa fan in the last 20-odd years? Oh, jeez. What was the game... When Ashley Young scored that goal, Everton, the, yes, away. that was incredible. That was like, I mean, that might have been my most euphoric. I mean, that was like yeah, when was, he broke out and he goes there and he's one on one with the keeper and he fucking puts that goal. That was incredible. Well, you've never won anything since you've supported Villa, no. apart from the Peace Cup. No, that's it. Yeah, but I, you know, I stay strong. You know what's Good. funny is, you know what's funny is, I watch Villa games all by myself. I don't know one other Villa fan other than my buddy Craig Rook, who has moved from LA. Now he's in Austin, so now right. we text during the games, right. and it's like, and he grew up in Birmingham. He's a big, like he went to Villa games his whole life, right, right, right. and now he's he's an actor and he's. Uh, in Austin and he's my only Villa fan and literally like so I'll go I went down to the, the local British pub here Fox and Hounds yeah, yeah. and when we played Chelsea and it's me and all Chelsea fans so I have to sit there and when we score I'm like <laughs> boop, 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 and they're like and you know what you know the kind of respect you get when you're the only guy yeah, in there yeah. like cheering for it they're like okay you know what mate I get you. Yeah, I get yeah. you. <laughs> you know, but I do it. I stay strong, and I'm like, uh, you know, I love that team. I mean, I flew out to Minnesota to watch them train, and it yeah. was the best time. We had, you know, all the California Lions, as they're called. That's the yeah, club yeah. here. They're, they're all from San Francisco. Is there many based in LA though? They're, they're mainly San Fran. Nah, there's those all San Fran. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I don't see them much, but you know, they're they're really into it, and uh, they fly out to Villa Park all the time and watch games, and they. Uh, we had a good time. There was a lot of us in Minnesota. It was fun. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I was right down in the tunnel. I was like high-fiving Grealish and high-fiving McGinn when they coming in. And I was like. He's, move, he's mover and shaker. Oh, this man. Shot. It was great. It was awesome. It was the best. But, I mean, the good news is we, we have a, and this is what people fail to remember, is uh, we're actually in a final and we actually have a chance to win yes. something. And when you win something, I mean, I. I mean, I'll go on record now. I'll take winning the fucking cup and getting relegated. I don't care. But what most people don't realize is, is they're not mutually exclusive. You don't have to win a cup and then automatically you're relegated. Yeah, you, can you, do, can, yeah. you can stay up and win the cup. Why not? That's, that's, that's what happens. Yeah. It's, one ga- it's one game. It's one more game. How, how, do you see, like, how do you see that going? I mean, let's, let's talk about that game quickly as, I as we say goodbye. I am scared after getting trounced 6-1. <laughs> yeah. But... I don't know what City's playing for, and uh, they've got to play Madrid, and like. they got to play Champions League yeah. right before that. And but also, I mean, they've won it how many times already? Two, two times so, on the so trot. They so maybe they're getting the, bored of winning it. They might want to do it again, but Pep, I mean, Pep seems kind of bored. I mean, other than Champions League, I think like, I mean, that's huge. He hasn't won Carabao that Cup. with he hasn't won that with City, right? So yeah, yeah. I think he's going to go. No, I mean, that. at the start of the season uh, on the podcast, we were talking about you know who's going to win the league, blah blah blah. I think the other two guys said Manchester City. I said Liverpool because Liverpool are 
so focused. Oh my god! They so barely. Lo- I mean, they lost by last, one point. Yeah, last, last season, season they lost point. one game, yeah. and they won the Champions League, which suggests they've got the pedigree. They basically won it. And I have a lot of Liverpool fans, and I would say if 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 I have a second team, it'd probably be Liverpool. Right. If it was some, if you know, because my friends are yeah. Liverpool fans, but I get really angry when my Liverpool. <laughs> friends are like saying that well let's just hold on we don't know it's like no no you know yeah. <laughs> it's over i mean come on it's bullshit <laughs> i know it's like uh, i think you got it. i think we're cool i think we're cool don't, here i Let, don't want to curse anything i know i don't want to like <laughs> shut up i think i think we're good i think we're good <laughs> city's focus pep's focus is to win the champions league and i'm hoping that gets into a situation when they play madrid yeah that that becomes such a focus yeah. that they take their eye off the ball a little bit. I'll say bit. this, man, And they are like, beatable this season. I'll say this, this that there's like... There's no better time to be an underdog against City. Yeah, I, yeah. I really I really think that. I'm not I'm not just being glass half full. I think like... think that... I think we got a chance. I, and, do, and you, I do. I mean, I really do. looking from a Villa point of view, you're looking at a team where... Let's, I mean, just off the top of my head, like half the team at least played at Wembley last season, so it's not as if they're going to be in, in awe of the occasion. And this, that was a game where that's more of a pressure. This is almost like a free hit. Yeah, this that, is like, dude, you have nothing to lose. Go that, out and play. Last season was like our asses were on the line because if you lost that after losing, there's it, no more the pressure. Before, than that. There's no more pressure yeah. than that. That 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 final, like, are you kidding me? The most expensive, like, richest we'd have game lost in Grealish. We'd have, we'd have never seen Mings Absolutely. again. We'd have lost McGinn. Uh, I mean, now you're like, dude. Who cares? Go out yeah. and just have fun and like exactly. kick ass, like whatever. I mean, I would say. And we're talking about Grealish. He's played there. He's played there four times. Yeah. So he's. I mean, and it's his stage. He's yeah. going to be more. He'll I be in the dressing room calming everyone down. He'll he's going like, to be on it this time I, uh, more than ever. But relegation scares me more than anything. Yeah. I just want to stay up. If we stay up, I think we're going to be great. I just want to stay up. We just got to get through this season. I'm. I'm. I think we can. His, yeah, history dictates it. teams that get promoted. Sometimes they have a rough season, the next season, and then the season after, it's a different story. Yeah, because you just get through that. You know, it's, you know, first of all, the first half of the season, what I tell my friends, because everyone gives me shit because I'm a Villa fan, so they're always like, oh, yeah. I'm like, listen, we haven't played half of these teams. We haven't played these teams before. We haven't even been to these stadiums before. I mean, most of the people on this team have never been to. Yeah, Spurs yeah. Stadium or West Ham we don't play these teams and that's we get uh, oddly an FA Cup here or there which is a uh, yeah. round here or there w- which we didn't but you know for three years we're in the championship we don't play these teams so these are it's all new it's all new environment it's all new players it's a different level of yeah. course but now we're second half of the season we've seen all these teams everyone knows what to expect so I think I feel like we're settling in and we'll see what happens I just you yeah, know exactly. I try to be glass half full about yeah. it I think it's the best way to do it. And, and just logic dictates this is a, a new team and the more games you have, the better you Together, for gel. sure, you're cohesive. And, and, yeah. That's where you're going to get better in the second half of the season. Yeah. So anyway, thank you very much for joining us, Bob. Heck yeah, let's go have another beer. And uh, we've got cigars to smoke and <laughs> beers to drink. And uh, I, w- I wouldn't have done this unless I was goaded by uh, various people on the Mad Few Facebook group saying there should be a drunk podcast. Heck yeah. So here we are in LA, and I look forward to coming back. Oh, yeah. And until then, it's goodbye from me, and it's goodbye from him. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> goodbye.
favorite moments as a Villa fan in the last 20 odd years. Oh, jeez. What was the game when Ashley Young scored that goal? Everton. Yes. Away. That was incredible. That was like, I mean, that might have been my most euphoric. I mean, that was like yeah, when was, he broke out and he goes there and he's one on one with the keeper and he fucking puts that goal. That was incredible. I, that, I was I was living in France at the time in Paris and I, I was watching. Oh, you're gonna it. brag? Go ahead. No, I'm not bragging. <laughs> Fancy. I was watching watching it in a Belgium. I just remember where I was watching it in a Belgian bar, like celebrating like uh, madness. And then the next day, I, I had to uh, interview Clive Owen in London. So I got the Eurostar. Clive Owen, actor, massive Liverpool fan, like oh yeah, huge Liverpool fan. So he must have been so happy. <laughs> if he was fil- if he was filming in like Morocco or something, he would get them because obviously he'd got a bit of gravitas. Yeah, he yeah, would yeah. get them to set up a tent, and if Liverpool were playing, he would have it like set up. Yeah, so he, he yeah. could watch Liverpool playing like a Moroccan. That's my friend, in, uh, who's a producer, and when they were in the Champions League years ago, he did the exact same thing. They're on location, they got TV. Yeah, I think he told me he was, he was watching. Uh, that when they were three 0 down and they came back to three all, he was watching that in LA, I think, and Mickey Rourke was with him because I think they were doing Sin City oh, wow. or Sin City Two. Fancy pants. And because I, I interviewed Mickey Rourke and asked him, I said, oh, "You watch the Champions League?" He said, "Yeah, fucking Clive." Okay. Was that before the cheek game plans or after mental. the cheek implants? <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to go. Into I that. I've got a story about that. I'll yeah, tell I you bet. after <laughs> when a journalist asked him about that. Oh and, god, uh, it's, a, it's a great. Oh, Puts him in a headlock. I'll tell you now. <laughs> I don't know, you know, this may not be of interest to you because you might not be a film fan, but Mickey Rourke, uh, Google him, he used to be a legend, he used to be the most handsome guy oh. ever. Oh. He was like a man's man. Anyway, uh, he didn't really get on with producers or he didn't really get on with the system, so he kind of dropped out and basically didn't get the roles because he pissed off a load of people. Anyway, fast forward, gets a role in The Wrestler, Renaissance, yeah, yeah. Oscar nomination... He, uh, the wrestlers at Venice Film Festival, I'm there, and he's, uh, somebody told me this, because this wasn't my interview. You do these round table interviews where there's like eight, ten journalists around the table. <laughs> and there was this Italian woman there. Some European journalists are a bit literal. There's no sense of humor. They don't, they're not really present. They don't, there's no empathy with who they're talking to. It's like a star, and that's right, it. Right, it's not like right. a human being. Yeah. And so Mickey Rock, great interview. He's, he's open, he's like, yeah. you know, he's... he's brilliant interviewer I probably made more money out of a Mickey Rock interview ever than anybody else I've, I've spoken to but anyway thank you very much but I, I gave him a packet of cigarettes once so he does own me but anyway uh, the publicist came in and said one last question one last question I can't believe I, I've always wanted to tell this story on a podcast but I never thought I'd get to say it on a football podcast but anyway, the publicist comes in, one last question, one yeah. last question, and the Italian woman said, Aramiki, uh, you never talk about this. And she started, like, touching her face. Pulling her cheeks. Pulling her cheeks <laughs> out. She goes, you never talk about this. What is it? Uh, a, a plastic surgery? Uh, what oh, is it? No. What is it? And he <laughs> says, fuck you, lady. <laughs> fuck you. I don't ask you about the size of the last cock you had in your mouth. Oh, God. <laughs> Fuck you, and he just walked off. Oh my god! Well, that was the last question. That was the last question. It was a great response. I don't, I don't ask you the size of the last cock you had in your mouth. I got to use that. Yeah, no. When I get cheek implants, I'm doing that. Like at the, you know, family Christmas get together. 
Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.